Now, Betty, um, what are we going to do tonight? I'm going to kick some ass! <laughs> Chicago, where the fires serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south, the Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house. True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. He's back! I'm back, baby! <laughs> Keep your acapulias over there, bro. <laughs> Episode 86 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Great Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to thegritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF Podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Go and get your official TCSF shirts now. Ahora. Ahora mismo. As always, I am Big Z and I'm here with my boy E-Rock. What up, E? What's up, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is my best Mike Logic impression of E-Rock. And I Oh, here we welcome, go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. If you are if you are a first timer or a long timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on Facebook Beautiful. at True Chicago Fans. You can follow us on Twitter at True Shy Fans and on Instagram at True Chicago Sports fans don't forget you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash true chicago sports fans go on over there and click on support and you can subscribe to the show for as low as 99 cents a month do you like the show i sure do are you a fan i am we'll tell your friends and they'll tell their friends and we can all be friends ladies and gentlemen yes, sir springtime is on its way and maybe you need a fresh start so let me tell you about a great opportunity with our friends over at acsi with over 50 expert technicians in the chicagoland area acsi offers a one-stop shop for telecom wiring whether residential cable installation fiber to the home or commercial structured cable wiring ACSI is a proud partner of Comcast and Astound, powered by RCN. Fans, let me tell you the most impressive thing about ACSI. The ACSI crew did their thing during the COVID-19 pandemic, and ACSI was awarded HACIAS 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. The best part is that ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now hiring for field sales, technicians, and project managers check out acsi.tech that's acsi.tech and click on careers to apply today acsi is an equal opportunity employer go get you a job please go get a job z what's up brother i missed you last week i know you missed me because everyone missed me that's right we did miss you we did <laughs> who am i supposed to argue with how you doing man how was your week i'm good let me crack this open there we go yeah. now it's about to be a good the time mountains are blue. oh yeah 
Um, no, man, I got a good week. I know we missed you last week. It was a different dynamic. I mean, obviously, you are one of the main cogs in the show. So when we take out one of the main cogs, we got to get out a couple of small cogs. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> you said small cog, right? Cogs. Okay, C-O-G. <laughs> Just make sure. To make up for your big cog. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> this show only gets better, ladies and gentlemen. Better and better. Keep listening. Uh, tons of bowling this week. Uh, we, we faced a team that, I don't know, they were new or what the issue was but we definitely got it to win even though we were down 170 pins per game so every time we started you know the first throw we were already down 170 pins so um they had a lot of i guess new bowlers with no with the high has handicap like 100 and something so we overcame that even though we were missing one of our uh, good bowlers as well and then i also want to shout out my boys uh uh birdo he was he's part of the crew uh magic alvaro um, they and uh, they went down there uh, downstate for the Columbus Knights tournament that uh, my team lost. Um, but they went out there and they did their thing and uh, they won the state tournament. Uh, they took first place in the championship in honor of our fallen friend Tony Stepdaddy Pew. Mm. So uh, it's been an up and down week, but you know what? It's time to have some fun. I know you have a lot to talk about because you went traveling. You hit the Smoky Mountains or something? No, we, we took a we took a trip down to uh, to Kentucky. Um, you know, first of all, big shout out to Mike Logic and Gigants who are filling in for me last week when we took our little mini uh, weekend vacation. That little trip, a quick trip down to Kentucky. Uh, we stopped in Louisville to check out the Louisville Slugger Factory and Museum. That was really cool. The little history of uh, the bats, where they get the uh, the uh, materials from, yep. the different types of uh, wood that they use, and all that good stuff so that was that was pretty cool and they, they actually have life life-size statues of jeter um Clemente, Roberto Clemente was yep. there. Um, there was a few, uh, Babe Ruth. I mean, it was that was really cool. I mean, kind of, and it was life size, like I said. So I mean, and and, and to see, see like their size, their height, their 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 size, all that stuff. That was really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we had a little Airbnb in the, in the middle of nowhere in Kentucky, not far from like a Bowling Green area, but it was kind of off, you know. Okay. And a little hot tub. Uh, my daughter turned twelve years old, so we went out there for her birthday. We we had we were supposed to take her to Disney a couple years ago, and guess what happened? Well, pandemic says. No, 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 no. So for her 10th birthday, we were supposed to go back to Disney for her, like fifth time because she spoiled as hell. And uh, yeah, so in, but instead, you know, uh, for her 12th birthday, we were able to take her out and uh, we'll be go- we'll be going uh, uh, to uh, Tennessee at the end of March. Uh, so you'll have to find a fill in for me then. But uh, you know, we'll do the same kind of thing, you know, yeah. just hang out, you know, it. it Coming from where we come from in the city where everything is just right on top of you and you can literally buy anything you want by walking down one city block, it's definitely a a different experience to be in the middle of nowhere knowing that if you need a gallon of milk, you better go find a cow. You know? (laughs) But yeah, that's that's the difference, you know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, it, it was nice to get away a little bit and, uh, you know, hang out with the kids, hang out with the family, some, you know, quality time and all that stuff. So yeah, I mean, like... Uh, it's just it's just fun, man. I, I I what you know what we really need to do, and I've been thinking about this a lot. That we need to do a boys trip, man. We need to go and see. We need to go to another state and go go see some games. Maybe your favorites, uh, the Cleveland area or something like that. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, we had a good time. I don't know. I, I, Who vacations I, I, in Ohio? I don't know. Come on, Joaquin. 
LeBron, I don't know. LeBron doesn't even <laughs> vacation. You know who who does stay in Ohio is, is your boy Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle does. Yeah, Dave Chappelle does. That's and probably the only black man that the vacations and, there. And well, and if you don't like what he has to say, he'll pull all his business out of there too. So exactly. I mean, he pretty much owns the damn town. He does. He does. He does. But that's hey, when when you're Chappelle and you got Chappelle show, you can do that type of thing. But yeah, that's man. right. Hey, listen, we have a fantastic show this week. Oh, yeah. Our special guest is the one and only Mikey O back for his second appearance. Uh, he joins us to talk about that MLB lockout in the bottom line and some uh, interesting food choices <laughs> in stirring the pot. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, we also talk a little Blackhawks and Bulls. And as always, what you looking at? But first, this is the Big Three with Big Z. Thanks, E-Rock. I'm Big Z, and you're not. Nope. <laughs> now for today's stories. Story number one. And this one's wild. When I found it, I had to send it to you because you sometimes partake in stuff that we can't talk about. All right. Uh, Brittany Griner, WNBA star, and she's a center. So mm-hmm. she's a big woman. She's very tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, is detained in Russia. Russia confirms a, a Russian... Conf- Russian customs officials said that the U.S. basketball player had a vape cartridges containing hashish oil in her luggage. So um, this is this is crazy. I mean, they said that they take it because of vape cartridges. Yeah. So I mean, this is not this is not any flour. No. This is not any like you know loose uh, loose weed or anything like that. I mean, this yeah. is a cart. You can get it at any dispensary anywhere uh, in the state in the state of Illinois. Um, yeah, but she was detained. And now, so just for some background, Brittany Griner's been around in the WNBA for a long time. I want to say she was a champion in college. And um, she, you know, at WNBA, it seems like no one stays on the same team for more than three years. There's just a lot of movement there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like, and NBA does that too, but WNBA in particular, they just have a lot of movement. And they got to play overseas to make up extra money. And, and that's what it is. She was, she's been playing in Russia for many, many years uh, during the WWE. WNBA offseason uh, she was over there playing and, and as everything went down when Russia decided that they wanted to go and steal Ukraine's cookies uh, mm-hmm. they decided hey uh, I'm going to come home so everyone else came home and uh, she wasn't allowed to because once, th- once they went through her luggage um, and this is about three weeks ago that she's been detained um, now the, the concern right now there is a, a a former top Pentagon official said last week that she's concerned that Russia is detaining her as leverage over the United States. Um, uh, Evelyn Farkas told Yahoo Sports that Russia may want Griner as a high-profile hostage who could serve as a valuable bargaining chip. Um, so that's that's the kind of scary thing about this. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, it, this this is a sentence over in Russia that can carry a prison sentence uh, of up to 10 years so you know this is a very um this is a scary situation for someone who's just over there making making some money i mean like i said she's been around for a long time she's a two-time gold medal uh uh gold medal winner in the olympics uh you know she's it's just crazy and and she sticks out like she's six foot nine yeah she sticks out like a thumb you know so i I don't know i mean like i said it's scary um it's scary that she's that she's stuck in this situation. You know, if you know if you follow sports at all, you know who this is. And uh, yeah, she's I'm the one hoping, that dunks on people. Yeah, yeah, she's like literally the one WNBA player that dunks on people. Um, it's it's just a scary situation, especially with everything going on in Russia. Russia is, is uh, 
going against some of the sanctions that U.S. is putting on them for their invasion of, of Ukraine because, right. you know, and, and uh, Ukraine uh, uh, is fighting back very valiantly with uh, Zelensky over there, who is, as a matter of fact, he is a former comedian turned president of Ukraine. And there's actually movies of him that they're kind of showing to people and all this stuff. But, I mean, he's scared for his life over there. He, he last he spoke to the U.S., he said that he would he feared that this might might be the last uh, people hear from him because it was he just survived his fourth assassination. assassination attempt. So it seems like Russia is trying to bait U.S. into into doing something so they can go all out war. Right. Hopefully that's not hopefully the case. That, yeah. And hopefully she can get home soon. Yeah, that's right. Alrighty, story number two. Oh, this one, this one pulls on the heartstrings, man. Cain Velasquez, former UFC heavyweight champion, is charged with attempted murder. Uh, so this happened uh, last week in the San Jose, uh, California area. Velasquez, who's 39, is accused of targeting Henry Eugene Guliarte, who is charged with allegedly molesting one of Velasquez's young relatives. Velasquez faces 10 counts that could carry more than 20 years of jail time if he's convicted per the court document. According to the district attorney's office, Velasquez was following Guarte's truck in his own vehicle uh, during an 11-mile high-speed chase through San Jose. Uh, he rammed the truck and then fired a 40 caliber handgun multiple times into the truck, which carried Guliarte and two older relatives. Guliarte's 63-year-old stepfather, Paul Bender, uh, was struck once in his arm and torso and uh, is expected to survive um this is a sad tragedy that mr velasquez chose to take the law in his own hands endangering the public and everyone in the truck so here's the backstory his uh, young family member was at a daycare and the uh, accusation is that the guliarte who is um the son of the lady who runs the uh daycare molested uh velasquez uh, family member and multiple times so he found out about it uh, Guliarte was taken to custody but released uh, by the police so then Kane went and tried to do it uh, justice on his own so I'm gonna stop talking here and I'm gonna let the man who has a daughter uh, talk about this so I don't know how anyone on the right mind can fault Kane Velasquez for what he's done I mean this guy is one of the MMA's greatest heavyweights of all time I mean you know he he I don't know how much people know about Cain Velasquez, but I mean, this is a gangster. I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised that he uh, he didn't just beat his ass. I mean, his big thing is that he always had a bunch of knee injuries. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he just retired, uh, you know, a little over like a year and a half ago. And um, I'm sure he's still out there training. I'm sure, I'm sure he's still out there doing his thing. And I, I don't know. I, I think what happens is that you get frustrated when, when the law doesn't seem to do their job or right. this doesn't. How do, how do you not hold on to a child molester when there's been multiple occasions that it's out there and it's known? You know, you're going to tell me that there's no cameras in this in this daycare to see what's going on? I can't, I, mean, I can't I can't fault Kane for this whatsoever. I mean not at all. And you I know, he should have he should have finished a fucking job. Go out there, beat his ass. I mean, look, the one one thing I will agree with crazy ass Joe Rogan on is, is the fact that he said he was like, hey man, I, he should have murdered him. I I, I, I wish he would have killed him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's just I, I I think he should not use the gun. He's already a trained assassin. Yeah. I, I think he should have waited and and you know had him premeditated the way he wanted to do it instead of using his anger to go out and chase somebody and shoot somebody because that's you know at the same time he shot the the older man uh, and i'm 
I don't know what his involvement was in the daycare or the situation. But if you're going after that one man, go after that one man. And she, she should have thought it out. And I'm not condoning murder or anything, but I despise uh, molesting children, molesting, messing with animals. Uh, just those are two things that I just despise. He should have literally took him to the woods and beat the crap out of him for the next month. And I mean, even even Dana White, you know, everyone loves Dana White in the MMA community. I mean, like <laughs> he even he even came out and says, I, I obviously feel sorry for his him and his family. It's a horrible thing. I don't know enough details to speak on it from what I heard. We'd all say that we'd do it too if it ever happened to us, and Kane did it. So I mean, you know, it, it's this is one, like I said, this is one of those situations where, unfortunately, he is the retaliator, right? Right, and that's the one that gets caught all the time, yeah, right? That's, that's, that's what that's how it happens in sports, and and that's just you know just what it is. But I mean, uh, you know, I, I hope they let him. I hope they let him free. I hope they can actually get more evidence on the guy who who is allegedly the one that that was molesting this young person. And uh, I, I don't know, man. I, look, I, I always put this put it this way. I always got a, a bat in the back of my car, and I make sure there's also a glove back there. Yes, that's <laughs> how, that's the right thing to do. Yep, you know that's what how I mean. Do it. But uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I look, I got I got two young daughters. You know what yep. I mean. So you you can't tell me that that's not uh, you know I, I wouldn't do something similar. I just I can't I can't deny that I would. You know, it's just what it is. I agree. I mean, I have two. I raised my two sisters, and you know. There's no way in hell anything would happen to them because even you know even when they were dating in the young ages, I would tell them like, don't do anything stupid, and don't put me in jail. Yeah, you know, that, and and if we're gonna if he's gonna be judged by a jury of his peers, who who in their right mind is right. gonna be like, uh, you deserve to go to jail? Yeah, I mean. Crazy things happen. I know. As that. far as like being to the letter of the law, yeah, it's illegal. It's illegal what he did. He shot the older. But obviously, the, the letter of the law did not work in right, this situation. Right. So and that's the problem. Is that and, that, and that's why these things happen. Right. That's exactly. why these. And things that's happen. cause and effect. Correct. Exactly. All right. Story number three. A feel good story, Eddie. That's the feel good story of the week. <laughs> oh, it might be a sticky situation. Hey. ASX startup says that it's created a VR enabled masturbation pod for companies that want to make their employees very uncomfortable very quickly. Mm. Uh, Strip Chat, a porn site, announced in a blog post that it's developed something it's dubbed the Wank Pod. <laughs> wow. <laughs> to give company employees a place to engage in a little office onism. Wow. <laughs> the company even installed one of one in their own workplace and plans a commercial rollout in the future. Each wank pod is planned to come yeah, I know you keep cracking up like a six year old. <laughs> to come fully equipped with master 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 Oh my god, I can't, I can't read this. <laughs> Masturbatory accessories included a 4K LED screen to watch VR cams, 4K. boosted by Dream Cams technology, and an Oculus Quest VR headset, lotion, tissues, and more. The startup wrote in this announcement. Let me tell you something. I, I don't think I don't think a tissue gonna cut it. I don't think a tissue's gonna cut it here. Oh my god. I, now, now let me tell you something. Uh, yeah. Uh, they, you you uh, you ever go to a video store back in the day and they got those little those saloon doors? They, they, with the saloon door, or they had yeah. the curtain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm willing to bet that this is not a new concept. Uh, there's a booth in the back, and uh, I remember one of the one of the biggest insults you could give someone as a kid is that your dad's job was going there in the back there with the mop. Oh man. <laughs> 
How do you clean that thing? How do you clean that thing? That's <laughs> they should, instead of tissue, they should provide socks. <laughs> Holy cow! I mean, this is seriously like it's why is if you want to go and work one out i mean just go in your car or something i don't know what the hell is going on here why, why does it have to be at work why i'm no longer shaking anyone's hand you're working it at work <laughs> what the hell's going on here <laughs> i mean you're working it on the clock jesus speaking into the microphone <laughs> <laughs> I did I, this is this is the fun I'm so glad I found this story because I got. I, the, you know what's happening to me right now? You ever get that little pain in the back of your head? Yeah, from <laughs> you laughing. Can't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh man, it, and what is it? Looks like a helmet. Uh, oh my god, I don't know yeah. what the hell doing. Yeah, it does look like a helmet, oh, like a man. fireman helmet. Yeah. <laughs> this is I I I can't read anymore. This shit, man. I'm already uncomfortable. Jesus. I mean, back in the day, we had the the the, the hot box, whatever, oh and you, you you see the scrambled lines, and you you know, be lucky if you saw. Hot box. Fuck, I had a Sears catalog. What are you <laughs> Jesus, why is it so sticky? It's the perfume that was in the middle. It got it spilled everywhere. Yeah, man, those pages came stuck together, <laughs> or they stuck together after. Never uh, yeah, there you go. Hmm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes, we have a sixth grade humor here, and it's going to keep going. hey <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> All right, people, I'm Big Z, and that's news to me. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Hey, this is Mikey O, and you're listening to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast. Don't forget to visit Mikey O at Mikey O Show or www.mikeyoshow.com. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Oh, yeah. This is The Loop, our Chicago sports roundup where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome, welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Yo, Z, what's going on with C Red Nation and the Chicago Bulls? C Red Nation, there is a lot going on. Uh, February's Eastern Conference Player of the Month is Damar. The Rosen, the king of the fourth. Yeah, he he literally put everyone on his back and said, follow me, man. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, but here's the problem. He's tired. He's 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 tired. tired. He's He's tired. He's tired. He's starting to look 32 and not 18. 
I mean, the man's been carrying us all month. I, I, you can't blame him for having a couple of bad games. Mm. Yeah. And not even bad games, he's just tired. I mean, like, you, you, the weird thing is, is that I kind of expected, I feel like uh, now we're getting to the point when he gets the ball in his hand, especially in the fourth quarter, the rest of the team is, is spectating. They're just standing. No yeah. one's cutting, no one's moving. They're and spectating. They're, yeah. And, you get, and that's what happens. Sometimes you're, you're so used to that ball going in all the time, you start watching, and you can't do that. No, not, not at day. all. And then Zach's not fully 100%, no matter no. what he says after the All-Star break, that my knee, my knee feels fine. He's playing on a daily basis nah. because he wants to make his money, his Supermax money, at the end of the season. Well, he's he's about 80% right now. That's what's going on with him. Yeah, he's, 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 got, he's got no lift. He doesn't drive to the hole with, with explosiveness. He doesn't. And then you got I. And Kobe, who are not consistent, um, um, they're young. Yeah, well, yeah. Vooch, Vooch just you know he, he fold. He's softer than Charmin right now when he plays a big man. And uh, you know we got our lunatic Dana uh, Kardashian. You know, <laughs> he can he can blow up at any moment. Um, I love him. I love his intensity, but uh, you can get in his head easily. Yeah, I mean, like you, you got to remember, you, they're gonna not gonna really be relying on him for so much. I mean, I know Billy Donovan came out and said that he really likes playing Tristan Thompson and uh, Vucevic yeah. uh, together um, for your twin towers. But again, these are guys that are both around thirty years old, so yep. they're not young bucks. I mean, it's a lot different when you talk about Giannis, who's what like twenty seven and it's just getting better and better, and you still got another decade of a guy like that. Yep. But I mean, you see what happened when they played the Bucks. You see what happened when when they're playing some these higher uh, tier teams i mean they lost to atlanta and uh, a couple you know got in the middle of uh, january they blew them out the game that that me and gigantor went so they blew they blew uh, atlanta out of the building i know they go down there and play in the atl and they just can't keep up and the problem is is that they're doing the same thing that they do all season where they get towards the end of the game and they kind of teeter-totter and they either have a slow start now mm-hmm. or because yep. uh, in the beginning of the season they'd be up by 20 and then lose the game by right. one you know what i mean now they're getting to the point where they have to play catch up for the second third quarter they finally catch up and by the end they're all gassed out so i mean that's a problem and the rest of the team got to step up yeah that and that's exactly what's happening you you Vooch is going with 20 points but he's not rebounding especially no offensive rebound uh you start you have demar still you know getting 30 points he's got a, he had a couple of hiccups but zach also he's up and down like Zach should be averaging 25 to 30 points as well. You're you're a superstar, right? That's what you want to be called. That's what you got to pay that. that. I need that from you. They have very very few second chance points yep. because their rebounding is not there. Now, yep. I, I don't know if that's what they expected that Pat Williams was going to be able to do for them. But, I mean, like, this is him uh, losing an entire season. So, I mean, and I, I said it before, before they got DeRozan, before they got AC, before they got Lonzo Ball, this team, to me, relied on what happened with Pat Williams. If he becomes a star, if he becomes one of these guys, even if he's a top 20 player, now you're on your way to something great. Yeah. But you can't rely on DeMar DeRozan next season to be doing to be able to do what he's doing this season. There's no way. We know that Zach is looking for his contract. We know that they have Lonzo Ball for a couple of years. They have uh, Caruso now. But, I mean, you really, you're really, really going to need Pat Williams to step up, and we're going to see what if he's able to not only come back by the time the playoffs start, but actually be effective and, and and be in basketball shape. Agreed. Again, like I said, the help defense, the offensive rebounding, and trying to shoot out every game is not going to be the best formula to win any games, especially against the top tier, which is what they're playing uh, right now. So, hey, Mike and Gigantor, 
I was right. Three Ooh. straight losses. I called that. Ooh. You can book it. Um, and you can also book them losing to the 76ers. Uh, I know you guys are going to hear this on Tuesday, but I'm pretty sure they're losing to Joe Embiid and Sexton and uh, and Harden, who's going to show up. Yeah, because, I mean, like, all of a sudden, James Harden goes over to the 76ers, and now he doesn't look fat anymore. And now you sit there. And let me tell you something. You want to talk about, we, we talked about the uh, the uh, All-Star break a little bit with Carl Anthony Towns wanting to be one of the best uh, shooting big men of mm-hmm. all time, winning the three-point competition, which no one saw him coming. Right. I'm going to tell you right now, you watch Embiid, man. He's really shooting well, and he's yes, playing he well. Is. He's right now, he's playing at an MVP caliber. And uh, I would be surprised if he doesn't take that prize. And now you take a guy now because here's the thing: you got you got Harden who just decides after after three months on any team, oh, I can't play with you guys no more. Well, okay, now you left Brooklyn and all that star power, and you come over to to 76ers. Who really could use him? Yes. Who really could use him? Because when you talk about a big giant guy like that, you need another player alongside him to really take the pressure off of him. And Ben Simmons ain't doing it. And no. so they basically so Ben Simmons goes over to the Nets, and he's still not playing. No. Now there's theories out there is. Well, is he not playing because he doesn't want to go back and play against the Sixers? I don't know what the hell's wrong with that kid, but I'll tell you what. Head case. Essentially, because you took all those players to move them over. Yes, you lost Steph Curry or, or, or Seth, Curry, Seth Curry, which is a lot of shooting. They they paid a pretty penny to bring Harden over, and it's gonna pay off. It is gonna pay off because guess what? You you hadn't didn't have Simmons all year, so essentially when you talk about player for player, what do we always talk about? Am I looking towards next season or I'm looking towards right now? I'm trying to win the championship right now. I will deal with next year, next year. Mm-hmm. Right now, what they did is they basically placed themselves at the top of the uh, of the Eastern Conference, yes. right up there with the Bucks, because the Bucks don't forget the Bucks are still the champs, and they put that on display when when the Bucks played the Bulls, and you could see the difference in the talent. One thousand percent. And I and I told you since we we started the Bulls season, I told you they'd be a four seed. Yep. And you know what? I'm not even sure they'll be, even be a four seed at this point. I, I, I would say they're going to be around there. They'll be a four or five. I think you know. I think if they drop, they'll be to a five. But either way, you're playing a four seed or the five seed, same spot. But again, I don't see them getting past the second round. I mean, look, here's the impressive thing right now is considering the fact that, like I said, you don't have Lonzo Ball with that knee injury. You don't have Zach Levine at 100%. You don't have Pat Williams right now. You don't have uh, AC right now, who is who is your best defensive yep. player. So you look at Ball and you look at AC, who are your, your cogs on defense. They do not play defense. And their two guys that do play defense are not in the game right now. Yeah, so, I it. mean, we can, we can give them credit for what they were able to do without their their best defensive players because don't don't let's they, not act they like, overcame you can't use it as an excuse right and, and that's the thing is you can't say we can't sit here and praise them when they do so great without those players right but then when they lose we say well oh, it's because we they yeah. right they don't have a full team it doesn't no. work that way injuries every team is dealing with injuries the Suns are dealing with chris paul right now not yep. being in a, and they're the best team in, in the in the in the west in the west right now so i mean like I don't know what's going to happen with these Bulls. I'm concerned. My main concern right now is that this spectacular MVP caliber season that DeMar DeRozan is having in his first year with the Chicago Bulls is going to end up going to waste. They have to at least win one playoff series for this to prove to be a successful season because otherwise this is all for naught. Yeah. I can't, I can't argue none of that. I mean, here, let me let me look right now real quick. And yeah, right now the Bulls are the four seed, but I mean, you're talking about the they got to play the 76ers on Monday. Yep. Which I know that'll be a loss. Then they got to play the Pistons, which should be a win. That should be an easy win, but it can be one of those trap games. Then they play the Cavs. 
Yeah, I mean the Pistons have the second worst uh, record in the East right now. But I mean, like you, they, right now, they played to the competition. That's the problem. Hundred percent. Well, the Bulls have always done that. Yeah, the Bulls have always done that. I mean, but right now you're looking at the Heat at the number one seed, forty three and twenty two. And the Heat are not healthy either. The Heat are not healthy because they're missing two good players. But uh, Jimmy been out. Uh, yeah. So I mean, and and they just lost to the Heat. Uh, they got the Sixers coming up, who are currently in the second seed at thirty nine and twenty four. And then they just lost to the Bucks, who are forty and twenty five. So right now, uh, the Bulls are one ga- are half a game behind the Bucks for the three seed at 39 and 25 so we'll see what happens but i mean look the, the celtics are also right on their heels right now with yep. 39 wins and 27 losses and and even the Cavs are only th- uh what three games behind the uh the bulls anyway so i mean it is a pretty tight race because going all the way down to the nine seed you're uh, 32 wins right there 32 and 33 for the net so i mean this and even the Hawks in, in, in ten are thirty one and thirty two. This is not and those are two scary teams to be playing if you're the one seed. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. If you get you get Milwaukee versus the, the Brooklyn yep. in that first matchup, yep. that's gonna be wild. Yep, one hundred percent. I mean, uh, hell, that'll be very enjoyable. Oh yeah, you for know us, I mean? yeah, it'll, it'll be awesome. But I mean, like, yeah, the, it's it's scary. It's scary to think what the Bulls are gonna do. And like like I said, on a four game losing streak, the, now. Granted, before that they won six in a row, so their last ten they're six and four. But still, I mean, this it is, doesn't uh, feel like six and four. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. All right. On the other side, on the ice, the Blackhawks have conf- conflicting reports whether they'll trade their goaltender uh, Marco Andre Fleury and uh, their cornerstones Taves and Kane. Their Fleury uh, actually said he doesn't want to be traded, but. It's going to happen. These these guys need to be moved. It's time to turn over the whole organization, get rid of any stench from that era, even though uh, uh, Kane and, and Taze may not have been part of that. It is time to move on, clean slate, and start from the bottom and work your way up. And that's how you're going to get draft picks and good players or good young players is by training these older veterans. Yeah, I mean, they, they already started that process. You see how they kind of went down. One of the big names that they traded was uh, uh, Duncan Keith, who is now on the Oilers. Yeah. One cool thing that we saw the last week, Nicholas Jarmelson came back. And yeah. it, was, it was Jarmelson Day or whatever it is. He did the puck drop for uh, – you had uh, – um, Taves and you had Duncan Keith facing off for that puck trap. So that was really cool to kind of, you know, some people were like, it was very emotional to see these three players that, you know, think about the 2016 Cubs, how they kind of broke up. Right. So see these three players together. But look, um, one thing that that we did see from uh, the Blackhawks was they finally found a GM. They actually brought brought up their interim GM and made it a permanent position by hiring Kyle Davidson, who actually came in right away and started chopping off some of the fat that was left over from the previous regime and all the shit that went down. So good for them on that. But aside from that, I don't give a shit about hockey. Whoa, look at all that passion and you don't even give a shit. Uh, The Chicago Fire, your favorite team, E. <laughs> the fire are still winless this season after two games. This past Saturday, they went 90 minutes plus to a final of nil nil after a handball negated a goal for Orlando. Did yes. you say handball? That was the last segment. Did you say uh, handball? I did say handball, but that was the last segment. They need to get him that pod. <laughs> <laughs> then he'll really score. On the sidelines, baby. He shoots. He scores. This show just took a left turn I was surprised how many supporters Made it to the home opener at Soldier Field For the Chicago Fire Uh, Their first game was on the roads And this game was at home And it was a good weather game Yeah, that's because they probably thought That Porta Potty was a masturbation pot (laughs) (laughs) 
E, do you have any damn Bears news? Because you need you're like in remission or something. Or like, or, or in I don't know, man. You're just you're out there today. Oh man! Hey, Speaking of lining up, there is a report that there are several teams lining up for the potential services of former Bears quarterback Mitch Trubisky. Among the teams are the Panthers, the Steelers, the Commanders, the Broncos, and the Giants. They are all believed to be in the mix to sign Mitch. Uh yeah, who 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 should sign Mitch, man? I, I wonder who do you favor. I, I just know. fucking might, wonder. It might be the team that wears black and yellow and black happens and yellow, to be, black and yellow. Happens um, to be in Pittsburgh. Hey, look, look, Big Ben is gone. Okay, uh, Mason Rudolph. Nobody cares about that guy, and he plus he's a douchebag. Uh, give me Mitch all day. You know what I mean? Like I'd like to see what he can do in there. You you. Would an actual good coach? Would a would a coach with a stable. Coach, I mean, yes. you bring him in an organization where you know you. Let me tell you something about it, it, even if you don't like the Steelers because you didn't like Big Ben, you have to respect the fact that you're talking about a team that over the past what 50 years has had only three head coaches. Yep, okay, Chuck Knoll, um, uh, Big Chin with the fucking <laughs> <laughs> and, and Mike Tomlin, you know what I mean? So, like, uh so you're talking about a team, and and you know what they, you know what else the Steelers did? They hired Brian Flores after he was snubbed for an NFL head coaching job, and they, they gave him like a special coaches linebacker or whatever. They're just giving him, a, they're throwing him a bone. They're like, yo, that shitty what you did. I'm the only black coach in the NFL right now. Come on, over, come, come on over. Let's do the thing. So yeah. I mean, look, hey, get Mitch over there. Get him in a in an organization that's stable, that's respectful, that knows how to treat their players, and let, let's get it done. I look, they need a quarterback. Why not revive this guy's career, go over there with a stable head coach, with a stable running game, with a stable organization, and ball the fuck out? Let me tell you something. I might have to get a Trubisky fucking Steelers jersey if they sign. I'm telling you right now. I might have to do it. I might have to do it. They don't got those at the thrift store yet, bro. Not yet. (laughs) Coming soon. Coming soon, yeah. (laughs) He's not going to go to the Panthers. The Panthers are a fucking hot mess. Um, the Steelers would be the best situation. Obviously, on, uh, if it wasn't the Steelers, I would say if he went under Bill Belichick and that organization, they would they would tailor they would tailor their offense to his his. Uh, but they needs. but they don't need him over there. No, no, I know that. Yeah, I'm saying if they didn't have their their, their quarterback, uh, the Commanders that's a shit show. Stay away from that. Don't even drive over there. Uh, no. The Broncos, I see the Broncos going after the, the two quarterbacks. Uh, the Broncos will go after every quarterback of all time. That's what they do ever since they, they shit, lost. They went after Kyle Orton. They went to, <laughs> look, Kyle Orton. <laughs> he lit it up over there. I mean, and they, they had Peyton Manning. They, they, look, they, they will go. It feels like they are so weird at the at the quarterback position. I mean, they signed Bridgewater, and, then, and they didn't like him, and this and that. I don't know, man. The Broncos are just a weird team. The Giants are cutting everybody. You've seen that, that they're, they're going to trade everybody. That's the reports this week. They're just giving up and yeah, training it's, it's possible that they they could uh, cut uh, um, Saquon Barkley. Another another thing that I did see that is possible that uh, um, the Cowboys are going to cut Amari, Amari Cooper. Cooper. Yep, Amari Cooper. Yeah, they're gonna save a lot of money. They're gonna save a lot of money. I, hey man, I think the Bears need to go in there and scoop him up. Yeah, that would be good, but we also have to address the offensive line, the secondary draft. draft. I mean, like you, 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 you I you, get what you're saying. You're I'm just saying there's a lot draft. of addresses. There's a lot of interesting players out there. That, uh, but Chris Olave from uh, uh, Ohio State that played with uh, Justin Fields a couple years ago, yep. I mean, he lit it up. I want to say the two wide receivers from from Ohio State had the fastest forty time in the uh, in the combine. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of positions that they need to fill. But I also think that this organization that they have right now with Ryan Poles and Matt Eber. 
Eberflus. I feel like Ryan Poles right now, at the very least, is saying the right things. He seems like he knows that he needs to focus on that O-line. And right now, from what I'm hearing from him, is that no person on the O-line is safe. Yeah. And that includes the rookies. That includes Larry Borum. That includes Kevin Jenkins. So let's see what he's going to do. He let's wants to put a stamp, his, his stamp. Yes, 100%. His rubber stamp on that team. You're going to see a lot of... I don't. That's he, fine. Now, he, he also said that, that he wants to... There's a possibility they try to repair the the uh, uh, relationship between the Bears and Allen Robinson. Now, considering the fact that you have overturned the organization uh, uh, when you talk about the front office and the coaching staff, it is possible because it's like starting for a brand new team. I just don't know if he has a bad taste in his mouth. He probably does have a bad taste. I mean, it's whatever. I, I don't think he's a number one. He's not. He's, he's not, not fast a number one. And he doesn't get open. He's enough, a slot so. receiver. Right. That's what he is. You know he's, he's, not, yeah. he's a number two or three at most to he's me. A three. He's not fast enough. No, that's why he's at this point he's enough. a three. He's not tall enough. He's a possession receiver. Yeah, which is fine. But I mean, like, you know, like, what did I always say about him? He likes to jump for no good reason. You you could have stood there and caught that. What are you doing jumping and you got to catch it between your legs? Yeah. What kind of shit is that? Yeah, I, I'm not. I think I think it was good for the Bears when he came. I'm just not a big fan of his. Yeah. All right, fans, let's take a pause for the cause. And we'll be right back with our new segment, The Bottom Line, after a quick word from our sponsors. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. We all know that 2020 was no joke. And with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, -hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded Hacia's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. Welcome back to the TCSF podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. This yeah. is The Bottom Line. And that's The Bottom Line. In this segment, we discuss the biggest Chicago sports topic of the week. And this week, it is baseball and the back and forth between the owners and the players. E, take it away. Yo, this week we are joined in studio by our very special guest from Mikey O's comedy show, the one and only Mikey O. What's up, Mike? Hey, <laughs> man, thanks for having me. Happy Sunday. Yeah, that's man. right. It's exciting. You know, it's funny because with the with the pandemic, you know, we talked to you once before on the show and we talked to you all the time. But, you know, we rarely get a chance. Uh, we do recently. But we rarely had a chance to have people in studio. So it's really cool to actually see you here, come through, hang out and uh, see what we do over here, man. Man, I'm excited to be here. I wish the people could see what I see. I'm, I'm excited to be in the museum here. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> 
but it is super cool like i said i wish you guys could see what i see so many wonderful parts of sports memorabilia here yeah like i said like i was saying off the air you know 90 percent of the stuff that is in here came from thrift stores so it's just dedication and and perseverance and uh patience that's really what it comes down I, to. i don't know how you do this man hey man hey the the, the my last find that i just found I this saw. week were some championship replica r- uh, rings from the chicago bulls from the 90s and these i believe they were giveaways that came from uh either six, uh season ticket holders right. or when you came after so there's one from the uh I want to say the 96 and the 92 championship wow. replica rings that I just put in that case this week. You better uh, install some security into that because they <laughs> yeah. might go missing. Somebody, yeah, somebody's going to be like, those are the real ones. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just, like I said, it's lucky. But, yeah, let, let's let's talk about uh, baseball, what's going on here. I mean, you know, it's right now, we, we talked about it a little bit before. This is the time of year where I'm expecting spring training to be happening. I'm waiting to draft my fantasy baseball team. I'm, I'm looking forward to what's to come because right. right now is the indication that summer is on its way and right now we we don't know what the hell's going on and and none of these uh, none of the sides are are, are ready to go no, and what's no. going on here no well you have a lot of uh you have the billionaires and the millionaires and yeah. then the rest of mlb players who don't make any money right. and those are the ones that are really getting affected the guys that are making less uh minimum wage for mlb is the least out of all major four sports mm-hmm. which is incredible because they play the most amount of games mm-hmm. So if Eddie is the 26th man on the roster and he's on the bench, he's making 625000 where the guy next to him is making $43 million per year. So right. he's making that on a daily basis. Right. That's, that's, the disparity is just ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's, that's a lot, a lot of money. And I mean, you're talking about, I, I want to say it's only 40% of the league actually makes, what, a, a million or more or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. 60% of the league is on that minimum. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, what if, what is it? Like, 600000 a year or whatever it is? You would take that in a heartbeat. Of course. You know, but at the same time, when you look at profit sharing, revenue sharing, the fact that they don't have a salary cap, you have a lot of teams that are sitting there front-loading the roster. and we But we know for a fact that that really doesn't matter because we can look at certain teams, look at what the A's were able to do in the last couple couple years they're kind of teetering that line whether they're going to be good or not the rays the rays have been incredible the last they're, few years. they're the anomaly where they they recruit and draft yep. and produce good players and they keep them as they continue to grow and keep them on, on the roster and guess what they'll have that one or two year run where they'll be up in the championship mm-hmm. they were in the world series but then you have the new york mets or, or the yankees and so forth and they'll spend 43 million on one player wow and and the, the whole salary for the entire team of the Tampa Bay Rays was forty some forty eight million. That that's just insane. You can't do that. That then that's that's the issue right there. Right. Yeah. That, that's, and, that's one of the issues right well, there. Well, and and you know you talked about the people that are hardest hit. Now you know, uh, Mike, you went through this when and I know when we started going to shows again. One of the biggest things that you concentrate on were the staff at the venue. Hundred percent. And that's a very similar thing that's going on here. Is that right. the people that yeah. We, we feel bad because the players can't go in there and some of these younger players are not making money or they haven't made their money yet or they're still sleeping on their parents couch because they're not getting checks in their first uh, couple years right but who is suffering the most the guy that's the beer vendor and the peanuts guy and the girl who comes and makes pizza you know at the yeah. concessions those are the ones that are hurting the most yeah we forget those people often I mean a lot of times uh in in most situations where we have these very wealthy work battles work stoppages etc etc we tend to forget that there's a whole community of other people that we don't know about Mm -hmm. that we don't read about that we don't see on tv that are forgotten and uh uh you know i think it's 
in in terms of wealth overall that is just the way it goes we kind of have decided that as long as i got mine uh and i'm gonna fight for mine there's somebody bigger than me fighting for me to keep mine right right you know what i'm saying you know, baseball players don't wake up in the morning and they're like i'm worth 43 million dollars right. somebody came to that decision and said i'm gonna get this guy 43 million right and uh, he deserves it the baseball player is uh, a guy that expected just to to play the game he had always dreamed of playing right um although then comes greed then the baseball players do wake up to that fact that there's a ton of money sitting out there and they and they deserve it of course they I, do. I think i've said this before at, at, at a couple of my live shows i've it's been very difficult for me in the last 10 years to really follow any uh you know sports uh persona uh individual because uh i've seen more and more you know like a baseball player with 14 bodyguards and a mm. and a and a nine-year-old can't get an autograph the same That's nine-year-old ridiculous. yeah and it's the same nine-year-old whose basement is loaded with his picture with his <laughs> you know what i mean and yeah. this guy can't take two seconds to say hi to the kid. I mean, there, there's a there's a few reasons why that happens. Is because you know you think about back to the '60s, the '69 Cubs. They who, who's they're walking across the street and they're going to have a beer with the fans. You know, Ron yeah. Santos sitting on the yeah. same bar stool with you know you know the uh, with, with the uh, Zombrowskis or whatever they're called. I forgot the uh, uh, Ditka's term for the, uh, the, <laughs> yeah. the the lunch pail crew. You know what I mean? So, but times have changed because you got crazy people out there. Because you got stalkers. Because you have one or two incidents when hey uh, uh, hey that. Dombrowski's now he's trying to you know remember the movie The Fan yeah The Fan okay you know what I mean like so you get things like that but you know it it also depends on the individual I think when you have something like uh, Twitter and social media sometimes they do make themselves a little bit more available we've seen over the years where maybe like some high school kid will ask a celebrity to hey will you go to prom with me and they you know follow up with that so I mean you you got that weird line right there but then you get some guys that are like just just too big for what they're doing and especially I would say overall maybe like like football is probably the most like that because it's the most popular sport and then baseball these guys are not as well known because even though they're out there for 162 games plus whatever playoff games that they play Mike Trout is the best player in the MLB right and nobody knows who he is wow nobody on this yeah, side you can walk right next to you wouldn't know who he looks yeah. like you know yeah. Because basketball players, they stand out like a sore thumb. They're, you yeah. know what I mean? They're, they're tall. Yeah. Football players are huge guys, and you see them constantly. You're right in their face. Baseball, you just don't see them. And they're involved with what? One one time every nine uh, every nine at bats, right. or if a ball goes their way. That's the that's the weird thing about baseball is that you're not as famous as some of these other athletes. Basketball, you only have 15 guys on, on a roster. When you look at uh, the size of a roster on a baseball or a football field, it's, it's interesting because these guys are fighting but another thing that that people don't realize is that when you talk about a 43 million dollar contract okay let's say and that's for one year let's say he gets yes. 43 million in a year it's not the first day he walks up and he's like here's your 43 million right no he still gets a paycheck like every two weeks else. and they're like well you make all that money how could you possibly be broke well number one you start making that much money and especially if you <laughs> if you are brown or black you know that money is gone the second it go because you have to take care of all, all your, your family, family members the family living here the family that that where you came from and all those other family members you gained along the way because that's how Hispanic families work. That you you just get yeah. and a perfect example would be David Ortiz. David yep. Ortiz went down to Dominican Republic and then he ended up getting shot yep. by someone that he knew. Yep. I mean that was just ridiculous. It's like he's over there trying to spread goodwill and and be an ambassador to the sport and 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 help out his people because he goes out there and does a lot of charity work 
and he goes out one night and some dude's jealous and ends up shooting him. I'm like, right. that's just ridiculous if you're trying to help out. And that's why players sometimes can't go back home yep. because they're way too big for haters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a dangerous situation. I mean, and not only that, but if you got a ton of money, if you're a CEO of a company, uh, of a manufacturing company, and you're flying into Santo Domingo, nobody knows who you are. No. Mm-hmm. But if you're a baseball player and you're coming home, they know you're that. a hero and, yes. and you got money. And that's where they're famous. They're not famous here that's the right. same way they are famous at home. Because yeah. it's not the it's not their skill that makes them famous. It's the wealth that makes them famous. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's also that they, they're, they're someone that people look up to. Like, you made it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many Chicago uh, stars do we have, you know, that made that we're, we're in the hood and made it out, mm-hmm. and that's why we we have an uh, an affliction to them. Uh, we adore them, like Derrick Rose. Yep. Yeah, the kid was in the hood. The kid was in a bad situation. He had a family full of gangbangers. Yeah. But he got to the NBA. Right. You yeah. know, whatever it took to get there, but he got there. So there's a lot of situations. Go ahead. Yeah, let, let's uh, so let's take a quick look at what's currently going on right now. Uh, MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred, the most famous man who nobody loves at all. No, nobody likes this nobody guy. Likes I mean, him. he is just he is a big putz up there. Stand, no one knows what the hell he's talking about, and no one likes him. So I don't know what the hell he's doing. Did you see neither his, side like him? Did you see his press conference? I don't need. He to. allowed two questions from the same reporter, and uh, she asked him. So. Why are we doing this? Well, why? And he couldn't answer the why. He's like, you know what? We're just going to talk about this later. This is not. He's, he's you're there to answer to everybody. You're there to answer to the owners, to the players, and to the fans. That's why you're the commissioner. You're the guy in charge. Yeah, dude, he is the absolute worst. I mean, I think he's surpassed Gary Batman as the most hated yeah. uh, commissioner right now. Because I mean, you th- you think about the last time that baseball had a work stoppage, especially considering the fact that right now, oh, I know. Oh, I know. You know that. Yes, the, 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 the White Sox. The White Sox. Uh, Ninety four. The White Sox were very good. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it it, it seems like um, you know. When you look at the relationship someone like Adam Silver has with the players, yes, LeBron James came out and and I think he either surpassed uh, um, Jordan or he had some stat where he surpassed someone. Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, texted him to say, "Congrats, hope you're feeling okay. How's yeah. your family?" That's the difference. Yeah. You look at what David Stern. David Stern was was responsible for for making, making the, the game NBA global. Global, right? But Adam Silver has very much so uh, embraced the culture of the NBA, and mm-hmm. they knew him before he was the boss. So don't you know what I mean? Like he because he was under David Stern, he right? Was, he was the deputy commish. But I mean, you look at the way that he has a relationship with the players. You look at at, at Gary Bettman. No one knows what the hell he does, or or what is. I, I mean, who cares about that guy? But. <laughs> Well, what you, it is, it, you look at it's relationships. But at the end of the day, it's and, all about relationships. And Roger Goodell, Roger Goodell does good things, but at the same time, because he was the judge, jury, and executioner, yes. when all these things were going down, especially with when you get uh, domestic, some of these guys domestic, domestic abuse, domestic abuse, and weed. Oh, how does the punishment fit the crime? It never did. Never. So he's he's just universally hated by the players. But uh, Rob Manfred right now is hated by the owners and the players. Yes. How can you be hated by both sides? You're wow. the, you're literally the guy in the middle, yeah. and everyone hates you how yeah. terrible is that yeah you're supposed to be the guy that it's the, the at cool least head some, right? yeah, at least have some neutrality 
to be able to serve both worlds and you can't yeah yeah so anyway so yeah they canceled the first two series of the 2022 season as the league and uh, mlb players association continue talks for more than three months after the lockout began on december 2nd which i've said for it's for them to wait this long they're just playing chicken and it, it's super yeah. frustrating because you had all this time uh wow. the players had negotiated with mlb and owners for nine straight days before manfred announced the cancellation of regular season games and the delay of opening day just after the league's self-imposed 5 p.m. Eastern time deadline on Tuesday. Major matters such as the competitive balance tax thresholds, the minimum salary, and the size of a new pre-arbitration bonus pool leave the sides with a significant distance between their proposals. Yeah, details of uh, this of today's Sunday, so I know you guys are hearing this on Tuesday. So details of Sunday's proposal from the Players Association, according to the source, would grant MLB availability to implement three specific on-field changes within 45 days notice starting with the 2023 season so what this comes down to is because of the covid era the owners changed some rules and the players are like well you just changed the rules on a dime and we had to adjust last year was another one where they said you can no longer use the sticky stuff yep. uh, for the pitchers and the pitchers like well i'm throwing 100 miles an hour i kind of need that sticky stuff so i don't hit somebody in the head yep and they said, nope, you can't use it anymore. So you saw a lot of different things, like the spin rate of the ball go down and more players got hit. So now the players are saying, give us notice, at least a 45-day notice before you try to implement a new rule. Yeah. I think and that's I, fair. And it is fair. And, and to be fair to the situation as a whole, I mean, yes, COVID year, you had two years where you had no idea. I mean, the first when we started the show, it was, yeah. a, what, the sixth game season yep. when the Dodgers won the World Series yep. and no one knew what was going to happen. No one knew if you were even going to have a season. Right. So when you have to adjust on the fly and then having to deal with who can be in the stadium, how many people you can have, so on and so forth last year. But the owners are sneaky because they're trying to, oh, well, what do you? We, we've been doing this. What are you talking about? We just throw in a rule whenever we want. This is a normal thing now. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah, so some of the rules that they want to change is putting installing a pitch clock so that the pitcher uh, progresses the game. Some guys just hold the ball and yep. just stare at the batter. That's so annoying. Just, yeah. just, just go. Let's go. Come on. Uh, larger bases and shift of restrictions. So you can't shift the players all to one yeah. side of the field when a guy only hits to that field. So... Um, I, I'm 50-50 on a shift restriction just because you're a major league player. You should be able to hit the ball yep. wherever no, someone's not. And as far as the larger bases, I don't understand that. Larger bases? Yeah, larger bases. Making the bases larger. Oh, my God. I didn't hear that at all. Yeah, I didn't hear that one either. Yeah, that's, 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 wow. Larger bases. That was implemented last year in the minor leagues, and they want to bring it up to the, the major leagues this year. Mm, okay. I don't understand the larger bases. That Yeah, that, that one's a little odd. That one's a little odd because, I mean, you see – why would you change them the now? bases have been okay for how many years right uh, over 120 right. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. you know what i think we need guys i think we need larger bases yeah. you know what i mean that's a gimmick yeah i think the larger bases is going to make this much better i hear the fans all the time larger bases <laughs> larger bases larger you know what i mean well, it's like it's like if you if you're you're playing golf and you're just like you know what let me go get a uh, let me go get a shovel. And next thing you know, you're literally standing in the hole and trying to put in the same hole. Like it doesn't yeah, make any sense. Yeah, I don't no. understand that. Uh, the, another one of the things they want to change is robotic umpires. So computer is pretty much telling you if it's a uh, ball or a strike. Okay, can a hundred percent. Do it now, right now. Get rid of Angel Hernandez, uh, uh, Joe West. Uh, Joe West retired. Uh, Joe West, old fat ass, is over there like barbecue. He's, he's rotating <laughs> on a spit right now. But give me a robo ump all day. You know what that would do? That would eliminate arguments. 
How can you argue with a robot? The robot's gonna be like, zap your ass, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, so you're you're for the robot. 100%. Well, so is it? A, are you talking about robotic robotic umpire or just a robotic camera? No. So there's a camera that that would dictate yeah. if it's a strike or not, and then the the umpire behind the play would get a has an earpiece and he would say it's a strike. Got or it, got it. Got and it, got also, it, got you it. can see that on the screen, right? Got it. The the one thing that it does take away is from catchers being able to frame the ball. I mean, and I, that's a skill. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I, I That I get. I mean, but you know what I mean? I don't know. I, I think if you would have a robotic, um, so a quote-unquote robotic, uh, you should have some type of threshold outside there. Be like, all right. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's a way to kind of to kind of figure it out. It, it, it's going to bring con- consistency to the game. Right. The baseball uh, strike zones from your chest, from, from your nipples to your knees. To your knees, yeah. Right, and, that, and that'll be for everybody. So if it doesn't matter what size you are, it's still going to be consistent. Right, and that's the hardest thing right and now. And that's the thing is that you got Altuve, Altuve is five foot two. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Aaron Judge is what six seven. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's where you yeah. get into trouble, you know. And and uh, future Cub Carlos Correa is a tall guy too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You keep smoking that stuff you smoke, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, and a lot of stuff is going to change on from day to day, hour to hour, and they're not going to meet for a couple more days, but pre-arbitration arbitration pool starting at $80 million is down $5 million. There's no change to the CBT or the minimum, so no uh, uh, luxury tax uh, increase, or and there's no floor, and that's the other issue, that um, teams are not given a floor. So, if you there's a minimum, there's a maximum of what you can spend, and if you spend more than the maximum per year as a team, everything else goes into the luxury tax. You get taxed based on what you spend. Got it. So you get penalized. So like the Yankees and the Dodgers, who have the money, they can spend, but you're gonna get taxed. Got it. There's no there's no floor. So Pittsburgh or or Kansas City or Tampa, they're like, well, we can spend 12 million on these you know bum players, and we're just gonna send them out there. Yeah. But the problem is that all the money gets collected. And goes in one pool and gets distributed between all thirty-two teams. Yeah, because uh, so now you yeah. got now your 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 profits. Even though your team sucks, your profits are huge. Yeah. Whereas the Yankees are marginalized. Yeah. So that that's that's an issue right there. What do you think about that, E? Look, I mean, we see in other sports where they do have a salary cap, and I think there's always been a disparity when you look at some of these. Uh, uh, Big city teams, right? The Mets, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Cubs, the Dodgers. You know, yeah. um, I mean, you're you're always going to see an issue where you got a team like the, the Rays and the Blue Jays and the uh, uh, you know the Texas Rangers, even though they like to spend money. I they mean, spend like money. The, the Colorado Rockies. I mean, you know, you always and it happens in every single sport where you're worried about who who are the eyes going to go to? The eyes going to go to the actual fans of the teams, the 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 the, um, the the good players. You know what I mean? So, but. In baseball, it's so regional. It's so regional that you rarely, unless you're a fan of baseball and the MLB in general, you only know the players on your team or the players in your division. You know what I mean? So that's the thing is that now you're looking at the fact that these guys are, you don't know who the hell's going to be on your team because even if you do have a good team and you're one of these lower levels, these, 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 uh, whatever you want to call, you know, small, small market teams. Yeah. Well, they don't have any stars because they get sold off. And, and this is an issue. I talked to one of my friends uh, on Saturday, Miami. Yeah. This is a, a huge Hispanic market, especially very Cuban uh, uh, concentrated. Absolutely. There's a bunch of Cuban players. Yeah. There's a lot of Cuban players. And they don't draw any fans. And they yeah. and they put their stadium in Little Havana. Yeah. But they didn't incorporate 
the neighborhood. They didn't incorporate the culture as much. They didn't bring and say, hey, we want you to be part of right. the, Mar- the Miami Marlins. They didn't do that. Yeah. And that's an issue. That, you, Flo- you can't do that. Florida in general is very bad at knowing how to market pro sports. You know what I mean? Because Florida... Florida is the weirdest. Everyone's weirdest a transplant. Place. Everybody's a transplant. And That's every, the issue. And and you got your Yankee fans down there, especially around Tampa. But I mean, like Florida. What, what do they always say about Florida? It's it's either newlyweds or almost dead. That's who lives yeah. in Florida. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah. And it's such a weird state because they're like, are we the South? I don't know. But I'm rednecky. But also, I like meth. <laughs> yeah. And then like, also, I like Mad Dog Twenty. You know what I mean? Like, oh, but give me some Cristal and like, what? Yeah. I, it's the weirdest. Yeah. They're, you know what I mean? Like, my dad lives in Florida. I love going down there to visit him. And and Disney's cool. But I mean, if you go like a mile outside of Disney, watch Whoa. out. Like, you better leave the Mickey Mouse ears yeah. at home because it's so weird. And they do such a bad job at promoting their professional sports. I mean, could aside from the Miami Heat. Who pays attention to any sports in Florida that is professional? They love their college teams, but most of their college teams are northern Florida, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Aside from the U, yeah. who cares about Florida sports? You know what I mean? No, I don't. And, and that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> for, 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 because that's a, that's another big market, Miami specifically. Yes. And they've done such a bad job of trying to bring in your, your Latino market down there. It's insane. I don't understand it. Yeah, one thing about Miami, whenever I go to Miami, everybody in my, here's the way I describe Miami and Los Angeles. In Miami, everybody just wrote a song. No way. And in Los Angeles, everybody just wrote a movie. I don't care who you meet, He's everywhere like, you go. Here's my yeah. treatment, read it. Yeah, exactly. Everybody just wrote, yeah, so, so it's interesting because, you know, Miami is the only place we have not done well with our comedy shows. Really? In Fort Lauderdale, Miami, we have not done well. On the other side... Uh, Orlando and Tampa, we've done very well, especially Orlando. I mean, at one point, and uh, you know, at the Shakespeare Theater there, we ran, we had a about a five year run. Wow! Uh, and and slammed and slammed the theater, the Orlando Shakespeare Theater. But in Orlando, uh, I mean, in Miami, we literally could not. And then, of course, leave it to an old school Cuban guy. Mm-hmm. You know, as we're having the conversation the next day after the show, he says. Nobody's going to pay you to sit inside a theater in Miami. Mm. There's too many free things to do outside. There's too many things to do outside. Prove so, them wrong. And, and, and yeah, and and so uh, yeah, but we we th- that's been my impression of 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 uh, of Miami. Now, have you been to the Marlins Stadium? Uh, no. Okay, no. because I don't. I you know you guys know that uh, uh, I, I you know I don't travel around to go specifically to ball games. But when I was in Miami uh, about four years ago, I got to go to the Marlins, and it was one hell of a party. Really? And I think that they're, they're I don't know. Again, I just kind of thought, man, they put an awful lot of money here into the party. They did. And not too many people are really watching the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they put a lot of money into the party. There's one point, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there's one point in center field where uh, you're literally – uh, and women uh, um, are literally pool. in a pool. Yeah, in a pool. Mm-hmm. And so center field is a pool. And then throughout the park, there's all kinds of crazy stuff happening. So, so that's why we don't see anybody in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. They're all up in a pool. Oh, man. All right. So what's uh, what, what else are they talking about in these negotiations, Z? I mean, there's a couple more things. Uh, shared revenue changes. The players want more money on the table for them. They kind of want more, a 50-50 split. The reason for this is because you have teams now becoming real estate agents and and, and real estate companies you have the cubs they bought the entire neighborhood around absolutely them. and guess what 
they're not reporting that income as part of their baseball yep. income. Wow. You're using money that you generated yeah. to buy stuff on the outside, and, and now you're saying, oh, that's not part of it? Wow. They can't do, you can't and, do that. And you know what that really comes down to? That comes down to when I was talking about a couple of years ago. Are they crying poor because when they got to the point where they said, what is this, biblical losses, when they're talking about Ricketts came out and says, this is the kind of money I'm, biblical losses. Proportions, yeah. Okay, well, guess what? Uh, what? How did you You basically mortgage your future And granted you didn't know what was going to happen with that COVID year And I said right. it then You didn't know that you were going to have You know, you weren't going to have your 80 game schedule And not have your, your income for those games at home But at the same time You you mortgage that to say Okay well we have all this stuff here We're going to be able to pay our players We're going to be able to do the hell or whatever we want But that's not included in the money that you're, you're reporting As your income from the team Correct. So you basically you're making money off the back end Because you're in proximity to uh, Wrigley Field You're bringing in All the people That want to come And see Wrigley From wherever They are in the world mm -hmm. But that's not being part of, uh, Reported as part Of your income So where is that money going You know what I mean Like that's the thing Well the players Saying that we don't play You don't get any revenue right. You ever go to Wrigleyville right. When there's no baseball It's it's pretty dead Yeah Unless yeah. there's like A pop up You know Christmas And October yeah. And All yeah, that yeah. stuff yep. But uh, just to wrap it up uh, MLB PA is still at six pit, uh, six picks for amateur draft. MLB wants five. Again, these are just small things that they can fix out. But the biggest thing is the floor, the collective bar bargain agreement of the uh, share revenue. There's a couple of things there that are, are sticking points. The other stuff that can get ironed out. The the, the minimum wage. There, uh, I think uh, the players want seven hundred thousand, and uh, the the owners want six twenty five or six fifty. I mean, that could be ironed out. So, Z, who who do you blame in this situation more? Do you blame the players or the owners? No, you blame the owners. You blame the, the owners. The owners, uh, what they're doing is they're being greedy. Like I said, with the uh, being a real estate mongol. I mean, just like at McDonald's. McDonald's doesn't sell you a burger. They sell real estate. Mm. You know, they buy the land and they say, oh, you, you want to be a franchise owner? Sure. You can run the McDonald's with, you know, and get all the marketing and all this stuff. We'll set that up for you. Well, but thing, you're going to pay the rent. The you're going to pay the tax. The more McDonald's you eat, the more real estate you take up. So, I mean, that's just a, that's just a natural thing. Right <laughs> <there>. <laughs> that's exactly oh, right. Look at, Eddie got the funny bone today. <laughs> so, so, Mike, let me ask you. I mean, have you, you know, with, with all the stuff that you do, all the comedians that you deal with, have you ever dealt with anything like this? Labor stoppages, strikes, like contract negotiations? No, I just don't pay anybody. I mean, I just, there we uh, go. I just don't, I don't pay anybody. I write bad checks. I don't pay nobody shit. Uh, that's it. You want to tell jokes, tell them. You know, you should be the mayor. You know, uh, <laughs> a, a, a really interesting thing, and there's a wonderful story. You know that that people can look up about, uh, you know about uh, about the comedy store in, in Los Angeles. Oh yeah, and how the comedians, you know, all the comedians decided to walk out and say, "Hey, we're not being paid." You know, and I still let me just say this real quick. I still have an issue with that a little bit. Those comedians, every single one of those comedians on that walkout, went on to do huge things. Hmm. Jay Leno. David Letterman. I mean, all of those guys went Saget. to do Saget. Everybody went out to do huge, huge things. A comedy club, a lot of times, is better. You know, you know. I look at it as like it's a, it's a gym. It's an opportunity for you to go out there and work out your materials. Yeah, yep. Correct for your next big thing. Some, I mean, look, I have amazing respect for all the comedians here in Chicago. All the comedians that work for me get paid. I don't pay a guy that we we don't pay. A guy that we've never seen that comes in off of the street that that is just a guy trying to make it until they get about 10 12 minutes mm. and then we start paying um you know i yesterday or a couple of days ago a comedian said to me you know i did a show in uh such and such town in uh suburban illinois and 
The guy gave me $150. Well, how much time did you do? I, I, did, I did 10 minutes. Well, you did you did 10 minutes in a market you've never been to for 150 bucks. Mm -hmm. If you would have done that at Joe's, I would have given you 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. I said, so, you know, but but again, it's just, you know, everybody should be paid. But, but here, key thing, everybody should be paid in the development of your craft. Mm. So you put your time in. comedians tell me all the time, you paid me $200 for that set. It's the same thing you paid me four years ago. That's correct. It's the same set from four years ago. Yep. So you know what I'm saying? You no, no. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's complete and, sense. And, and, but but I don't I don't I don't judge him for that. And I don't knock him for that. You know, if that's where you're at and that's where you want to stay, you want to stay. Another thing I've told comedian over the years, comedians over the years, if five years later I'm the only show you're doing, you're yeah. not doing something right. Right. The name of the game is. That's I've had cool. comedians call me and tell me I can't do your show anymore because I'm working. I'm booked with an agency now and I'm doing bigger things. I love to hear that. You ain't hurting my feelings. I'm doing exactly what it is I want to do. You need to do exactly what it is you want to do. Exactly. But but there's always got to be, you always as a player, as an owner, as a comedy club, as whatever, you always have to know exactly where you're at, right? Mm -hmm. So I am worth this amount of money. But now an agency may come out, whether it's a baseball agent or it's a comedy agent, may come out and tell that, that, that person, hey, don't worry about that. I'm getting you $7 million for your next show. So that guy is being coached into that money. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And and at that point, that's just another level that you know. Hopefully, that person offering that seven million can deliver. Yeah. Can deliver that career. You get what I'm saying? You? Yeah. There are many many comedians and many actors that will pick up their phone. Uh, I'm sure it happens in baseball too, where a guy is promising a career. That's mm -hmm. that's Scott Boris. Scott Boris has the most uh, like top tier players, and he's known for being an asshole because he gets. All the money for the players. He's all about the players, and I'm like, yeah, he works for the players. Yeah. So he's gonna say, don't sign here, don't sign in Detroit. I'll get you more money over here, even though it might be in. We'll get you more money in Baltimore. Why well, don't want to play in Baltimore? What well, do you want money, or do you want to play where you want to play? Yeah. That's well, the end of the issue, right? Yeah. Like, hey, do you want to work at Joe's and get notoriety, or do you want to get your 150 bucks in, in Pontiac, Illinois? And and you know and and the the key name when you say something like that when I think about that is Manny Machado. Manny Machado had all these offers from all these other teams, and all of a sudden he lands on the Padres before they had anybody. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like that, and then what happens is that they got all these players and they ain't doing nothing with it, at least for last year. So I mean, like it is interesting because you know, I, I I'll tell you, you want to tell me that Manny Machado wanted to play in San Diego for the Padres, who've been at the bottom of the barrel for years. No, you know, no, yeah, you have Tatis and all these other players. But they're still not there yet. You know what I mean? And this is a guy that's supposed to be established. He's, what, 30, 31 years old? Yeah. You should have gone to an established team. He would have been good on the White Sox, in my opinion. He was supposed to come to the White Sox, wow. but the, uh, San Diego said, we'll give you an extra $15 million right. per year. Right. And, and now look at the situation you're in, because I think the White Sox, to me, is a better situation. Way better situation. Ah, I think I like San Diego, though. $15 million? <laughs> right. I like it here. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Navy ships, and I like the shore. <laughs> It's 70 it's degrees every 70 day. 70 degrees every day. I'm going to sit here and enjoy myself. It's a check. Cuando viene ese check? Is that check on the way? Right? Every two weeks. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Look, that's a lot of fucking money, man. And I'm going to tell you this. I have incredible respect for every single trade. And I'm going to tell you. From the dishwasher to the dishwasher company owner. Mm. From the ball boy to the fucking mate, best player in the game. But I think that there comes a point, right, where 
I have an issue with that top tier of mm -hmm. anything. Why? Because we have decided that it's okay to shit on poor people. Yeah. And do things in poor people neighborhoods and, uh, you know, to take shit over. You know what I mean? So I'm always going to be, <laughs> I'm always not, I'm never going to be invited to those corporate meetings because I'm going to say, hell yeah, let's make 50 million. But we're not. We're not screwing the dishwashers, are we? We're not screwing the hot dog vendors, are we? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, no, we got to screw them. We got to screw them. Mm. And, uh, I can't sleep at night. No, like and that. I can't sleep on I that. I don't understand I mean, that. No, and I can't sleep. And so, you know, great story, uh, really, really quick. Of uh, There's a, a famous musician, uh, and I don't know if how much you guys know about, about uh, Latin music, but El Gran Combo. Yeah. And to make, make along, to, just to make it so it's relevant to the entire audience, a major, major, major band is performing in Mexico City. They get off the plane in Mexico City. They're performing in front of 50,000 people who've paid $125 a person to see them. And they get off the plane, and the management is the first off the plane. And when they get to the corridor of the airport, there's a guy in the airport mm -hmm. selling merchandise from that band. Okay. And the, the guy... Walks over and says, yo, what are you doing here? Calls the team, calls the band lawyer over. Look, these people, they're all pirating our stuff. And the main singer walks over and says, what's going on here? We, we got to go. The bus is waiting. No, no, these people are pirating our stuff. We got to call. We got to call the police. We got to call the authorities. Shut this down. And the main singer says, give me four of those, five of those, six of those, seven of those, four of those, and buys $1,000 worth of merchandise right then and there on the spot. Right. The guy says, what are you doing? And he looks at him, he says, let him eat. Yeah. Mm. Let him eat. I have enough on my plate. Let him eat. We're making 600000 tonight. Yeah. Let him eat. They're trying to eat. Yeah. That's let all we're eat. trying to do. That, I mean, that, that, that's a hell of a perspective. And that comes from the artist himself. And that's the problem is that a lot of times the people that are actually performing when it comes to the players, when you talk about Scott Boris, who yeah. is the one putting that, that in place that he can only take this money? Scott it's Boyle. him. Yeah. It's not the player. It's not the performer. It's not the person who's actually doing the action that's that is worth the money. But you're also hiring that shark for, for to do that oh, for yeah, you. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's a double edged sword. Well, it's a double edged sword. But you have to have some type of conscience when it comes down. Oh, to definitely. It, you know Most definitely. So that and when you talk about all the bodyguards around the player, and you're gonna get that player. It's like get the, get the, get out of here, you big monkey. Give me that kid's shoe. Let me see. Yeah. And and that's that's one of the things we you know we we want to bring the the whole thing full circle. You talk about a guy like LeBron James. Michael Jordan will not give you an autograph to save your life, but LeBron James started schools for kids to make sure they get scholarships to go to college and he yep. sees you and he's signing everything because he was that broke kid back yeah. in the day yeah. and you have to have some type of perspective to understand not only the feelings of the player the managers your your agent but who is coming who is the one that quote unquote pays your salary it's the team where is yeah. the team getting the money from the team's getting the money from marketing from merchandise from all that stuff from the guys who come through those gates and buy the hot dogs and all that stuff those are the guys, those are the people that are paying your salary when it comes down to it and you have to have respect and perspective what is it like for those people to come into your stadium to come into your venue and watch you perform and do your craft that is the most important thing because those are the people that make your business run yeah, I think, you know, for the most part, and I know we got to go, but for the most part, I won't survive these corporate rooms and I'll probably be, you know, broke for the rest of my life because I'm a product of food stamps and roaches and I'm a product of yeah. government Likewise. cheese. Yep. I'm a product of all of that. And so I want to make some money, but, you know, at a very small level, we have uh, my philosophy in the last 20 years have always been the same. 
People say, oh my God, you're so generous. You do this in Chicago, you do that. You help here, you help there, you help there. No. When you're hungry, you never forget that shit. Mm-hmm. And so it's impossible for me to go into the community, make money, and not put something back. Exactly. So, so, so last thing before we, uh, before we end this segment here. You know, we, we know, I know you're not a huge sports fan. I know, like yeah. I said, because anyone who's Latino has a little bit of, uh, anyone that's brown or black has some baseball in them, right? And he grew up in, in Wrigleyville. There, there Absolutely. So, 3406 North Halstead. Wow. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what do you think is the most important thing for both of these sides to agree on in order to get back on track? Yeah, agree on to try to remember that whether you're on the business side or you're on the player side, just remember that at the end of the day, we work for the person. I In my shows, I always tell the comedian, we work for the people sitting in these seats. So you need some, I need some, let's all be happy. But at the end of the day, we work for the people sitting in the seats. And how can we make this happen so that it works for everybody and keeps it fair? No way a guy should be making 625000 and another guy should be making $43 million. In the meantime, because we can't get along... The people selling popcorn at sixteen dollars an hour—they're not going to work this summer. Well, they get—I mean, the beer vendors get paid. They they buy their case, yeah, and then they sell the case, and then the difference they keep they, plus yeah. their tip. So there was a fund set up for these people by yep. the MLB players. Yes. They set up a one million dollar fund. I'm like, that doesn't fund more than two two teams. No, that's yeah, crazy. No, no. One million dollars? No way. That's nuts. And the beer companies should get involved, and everybody should be involved. I mean, again, all the advertisers should be like, yeah. "Hey, you know what? Yeah. We're going to support everybody who works on the field and the, the guys who clean up the, the stadium and all that stuff." Yeah, you got to take care of our people. So basically, what it comes down to is that the ninety nine percent of these players need to remember where you, where came, you came from. That's exactly Let right. Let everybody eat. That's exactly right. And there's a major difference, I think, between I'm, I'm again. Uh, this is my observation. Um, you know, I can get beat up or I can be shut up about this, but this is my observation. There is a major difference between, you know, hockey, mm-hmm. a hockey mom, a baseball mom, and a basketball mom. Yep, definitely. there's a very clear difference. Yes. All right. I would. I. I would. I. And I've had this argument with people, and I would say, pick ten baseball players, ten hockey players, and ten basketball players. And I'll show you the difference in economic, social economic background. One thousand percent. Yep. Because what what do you need to play basketball? A ball and a hoop. That's it. That's it. That's it. Soccer. And that's ball. what it comes down to. That's all you need. So, like I said, the main thing: remember where you came from. Absolutely. And that's the bottom line. And that's the bottom line. We all know that 2020 was no joke, and with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. 
ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you will be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. Hey, this is Mikey O and you're listening to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast. Don't forget to visit Mikey O at Mikey O Show or www.mikeyoshow.com. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's that time again, brother. Uh-oh. You know what time it is. Oh, boy. It's time for Stirring a Pod. Mikey O, thank you for joining us. And this is the last segment. I know you're busy. So we got to get you out of here. But since you are the food connoisseur. Yeah. Forgive me, Father, because we are all fat here. Absolutely. <laughs> Forgive me, Father, for I am fat, baby. What is the weirdest thing that you like to eat? That not, not other people like. Right, yeah. The weirdest thing that I like to eat, and I'm going to tell you that it is so funny you're asking today because I had this sandwich in Louisiana about five years ago. Friday, I found out they had it in Wisconsin. Yesterday, I drove up there. Oh, wow. And oh. yesterday, I had a beef tongue Reuben. Oh, that's right. Beef I did see you Reuben post that. In a place called Bavette's in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I took the drive. I told my son, get up. I read it on, uh, on a feed. I yeah. said, get up, and uh, we're out. We went up there. Let me tell you something. You need to go to Bavette's in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the third ward district, and you need to have a beef tongue, lengua, beef tongue, Reuben sandwich. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So so before, hey, so Z, I'm going to put this on you. Are you eating this beef tongue Reuben sandwich? So let me, I'm going to make this real quick. I stopped eating beef tongue about 10 years ago. But the man next to me knows what he eats, man. He knows good food. So I'm going to go to Wisconsin next time he goes. I'm going to go with him, and I'm going to try this Reuben. No, we're all going to go, and we're going to go live from the oh, I love it. I love it. And I'm going to tell you what. We go up to Wisconsin, <laughs> and you can eat that shit. <laughs> you can eat that shit. I am not trying to make out with a sandwich. I don't even know what to call oh. sandwich. I cannot do it. Man. I can't do it. Just the concept of it. There's certain things. The concept of to, to, you know what it reminds me of biting your tongue and be like, mm, maybe this is gonna be good. Like I oh. couldn't. I can't. The concept of it is just too a gross. A beef tongue sandwich, man. I'm gonna tell you something right now. Mm-mm. Okay. Seriously, it is an amazing sandwich. Beef tongue Reuben sandwich. Uh, you gotta have it, and 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 in I can't even explain it. But here's what we're gonna do. All right, the next time there's a game out there, basketball or baseball, mm. we're, we're gonna do this. We're gonna go to Milwaukee, okay, and we're gonna make three stops for food, okay, okay. And we're gonna do the sports and the food segment. Uh, Chicago visiting Milwaukee, beautiful. Uh, because here's the thing. Uh, there are some when I talk about when people talk about Milwaukee all the time, they always tell me what bratwurst. Yep. Bratwurst, yeah. I'm good with that cheese. But Papa Milwaukee, you're the leaders of the beef tongue sandwich. Talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Eddie, you got to be good with the lengua, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with the lengua, just not. Myself, <laughs> you had me at meat tornado. 
before we go, what you looking at? What are you watching that isn't sports? Man, uh, there's a couple things that I've been watching. Uh, one, I started watching Picard because all my shows are like either done or on hiatus. Okay. Um, you know, a little bit of a truckie, and I'm a big fan of Patrick Stewart. Jean-Luc Picard, exactly. Of the Starship Enterprise. That's exactly Hold right. Going where no mind has gone before. Yeah, he's Admiral Picard at this point. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. He's, he's my the, my favorite from the from the Next Generation was Deanna Troy. Ooh-wee. Oh, I love her. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Eddie just put on his VR helmet, ladies and gentlemen. He's exiting the room. My pod. <laughs> uh, this morning, I watched uh, one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life: Fast and Furious Nine. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Yeah, well, I, that was your fault. I told you. I t- I, I, I know you told you, me. I've been warning you about this for two years. I don't want to hear nothing. Don't even. Me- and I just saw it because it came up on HBO. The reason I saw it is because there's a couple actors, young actors that are from other shows that are in it, and there's the backstory of Charetto's dad, which is, was actually interesting. If it would have been just based on that, on the, the kind of like the prequel showing Tourette, how Toretto's dad died and the relationship between him and his brother, it would have been fine. But they had to go and put the only two black characters they have and put those motherfuckers in space. Uh-huh. Okay. So let me tell you something. I, I, I read the synopsis of this uh, of this movie right there here. There was no synopsis. It was let, stupid. Let me, let me pull it up right quick. Okay. Oh, my God. Here it is. Uh, okay. And I quote, and that was it. That's the whole thing. You made a bad decision, my friend. That's what you did. I watched it to say I watched it. Uh, and then the last thing that I did. Such a weird thing to say. That's <laughs> because you're on the pod all the time. Um, <laughs> the uh, it's a podcast. Thank you. Oh, oh okay. Uh, I didn't get to finish it. I got about 40 minutes left, which is Free Guy with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. It's Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. So you're going to love that, the sarcastic asshole. Uh, uh, what? Yeah, exactly, um, and it's a, it's a pretty good storyline because it's like um, Grant. So, he's in a he's, he's a video game a, a non playable, non playable. Okay, do you want me to explain? That? Yeah, give me that nerd shit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's the non playable character. Thank you. He's an NPC. Yes. Um, and basically, he becomes self aware that he's a character in a video game because the programmers that wrote the video game that was sold to this company. Uh, oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, uh, it's a great story. It's literally like watching Grand Theft Auto, uh, and uh, on, t- on TV. So it's it's really good. It's really good. I recommend it. Uh, what are you watching? E? Oh man! Damn, that's a lot. Yeah, uh, bro, Euphoria, man. I watched Euphoria. Um, the the last season right here, a lot of controversy about the writing and about the nudity and about the sexualizing teenagers and so on and so forth. But I mean, if you have not watched Euphoria, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go and ca- uh, catch the show because it is uh, great writing. It is so grimy and just uh, yeah, great it's, it's a hundred percent a soap opera. I'm like, like yeah. it's a soap opera about drug addicts. I mean, that's really yeah. what it is. I yeah. mean, but it's it's so entertaining. Um, so if you haven't had a chance to check that out, I won't spoil the final episode. But you know, you better get on your shit because I want to. I'm gonna want to talk about that next week. I already seen it. No, I thought you didn't. No, I saw it. I saw oh, it. Oh, you did. It was a cliffhanger at the oh, end. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I was talking. Right. I'm gonna ruin for so, everybody else. So I'm gonna give everyone a three second head start. One, two. Bro, is he dead? No. Ah. He is not dead. No way he's oh, dead. Oh man. He's not dead. Damn. Really? I don't think he's dead. I don't know, man. The whole thing with the shooting the young kid and all that stuff. I mean, hey, man, hey, that kid's a wild buck. Shit. Yeah. So, so now, what do you what do you think about ruin the drug dealer? Because that was they didn't they didn't clean that up. They didn't clean that they up. They didn't clean that up, and they left it. Were like, 
Well, you know, Rue, uh, you know, you're gonna owe me some money, and you don't look like you're in a position to pay me. And then she like, did. She did sell her. She she drugged her and sold her to those guys. That's why she had to break out of the house. Uh, oh, during those crazy white boys. Remember they went with guns. One was sleeping on the couch. One was on the bed. So she she no, did. I thought she was still in the house. No, that's a different house. Oh, shit. she broke out of that through the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She I, did I sell her was, off. Oh shit! I thought that was the episode. Uh, pri- that was the episode prior. Okay. Yeah, I, had I to, saw that, and I'm still because I even read, it looked weird reading the articles about it. And I was like, well, I mean, okay, so I guess it, well, I, I watched like, each episode twice. No, no, pawn shop. Yeah, no, so. no, I watched it twice, and okay, that, and that made sense. But there's a lot of stories, and guess what? The next season doesn't come out for over two and a half years or two over two years. Yeah, I mean, you know, with all the filming and shit like that, and then and they have she has movies and stuff like that. She's got movies. They got to write the stories and all that stuff. So yeah, but I'm looking forward to season three. Uh, another thing that I actually started watching this morning, it's called Making Fun, and basically these are like uh, um, carpenters and uh, and uh, engineers and okay. things like that. That basically it's a sh- <laughs> it's a show where they watch a video, they talk to these kids through Zoom, and if the kid has like a cool invention that they could, that is a feasible thing. They're like, all right, fuck it. Let's see if we can make it. So the first one that I saw was uh, a kid that wanted to make a uh, T-Rex that shot tacos out of his mouth. So they actually made a giant T-Rex with the teeth and everything. So one guy was a, with the, the the guy that works the lathe to make the teeth. And you got your model and all this shit. And when they, they basically made a, a giant T-Rex out of like foam and, and wood yeah. um, base. And they made a conveyor belt. And they put tacos on the conveyor belt. And it literally comes and falls out of his mouth. Super cool. Really uh, funny. I idea uh cool concept if you have kids or if you just were uh uh, you know adventurous or imaginative at all this is definitely a funny show and uh um a movie that i watched last night oh boy really really threw me through the loop was that with the vr set or without the vr set I said, um, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> anyway, so this movie is called Sorry to Bother You. Uh, this is absolutely the weirdest movie that I have seen in a long time. There's a lot of people in it. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Um, uh, Tessa Thompson is in this. Uh, Steven Yoon, who was uh, Glenn from Walking Dead. Army Hammer's in it. Uh, Danny Glover has a short little role in it. So there's a few people that you would recognize. David Cross is, uh, is a voice in it. Um, but yeah, this is one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. Uh, the synopsis is, in an alternate reality of present-day Oakland, California, telemarketer Cassius Green finds himself in a macabre universe after he discovers a magical key that leads to material glory. As Green's career begins to take off, his friends and co-workers organize a protest against corporate oppression. Cassius soon falls under the spell of Steve Lift, a cocaine-snorting CEO who offers him a salary beyond on his wildest dreams um yeah man you want to talk about taking a left turn at albuquerque this shit took a left turn at oakland california because this is one of the weirdest fucking things i've ever seen in my life and i'll tell you what i will not tell you why it was weird because this is one of those things where you have to see it to believe it i cannot explain it where where can we watch this this is on netflix right now you watch all your shit on netflix don't you it was random it was netflix and hbo is what i watch okay You, you you're that person that says Okay, that's my profile. Click okay. Netflix, play something. Nah, 
Because that's pretty much what it sounds like. It's it's like on, it was on my list, but it, it was one of those things. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like movies with like similar actors had been on my list before. That'll so do like, it. Yeah. If you like that, you'll like you'll this. You'll like this. Yeah. And yeah, bro. Uh, you, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Was that a Bugs Bunny rep reference there? Uh, fuck yeah, it was. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> Like what, was, I, I, get, a, I give it a while for our listeners to maybe to catch on to it. That was a very intentional Bugs Bunny <laughs> reference. I should have took a left twain at Albuquerque. Yeah, absolutely. Are you fucking kidding me? But yeah, I mean, like, uh, if you uh, uh, are weird and also like to do drugs and also uh, are weird, definitely check out that movie and make sure you do the drugs because otherwise it won't make any sense. I could kind of say the same about Euphoria, but... <laughs> yeah, definitely. Drop, drop some acid to watch Euphoria. Wow. Oh, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, so you got some homework to do this week i'm, I'm off tomorrow oh, this son of a bitch <laughs> i get one a month apparently this so far yeah that's what it seems like but ladies and gentlemen we have some shit to do yes we do mikey O has got something going on and we're gonna go check him out so yeah he's uh we finished the podcast and now we gotta go uh, see mikey O, and we'll report back next week on uh, how the show was absolutely so all right guys that is it for today thank you so much for listening a big thank you to our sponsors 606 media true chicago sports fans acsi and grit clothing company don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official tcsf podcast t-shirt search for keyword true chicago and you Use our promo code TRUEFAN15 to check out for 15% off of your entire order. That's TRUEFAN15. Go and get your shirts right now. Don't forget to visit our guy Danny and his crew at ACSI.tech and check out their career section to start an exciting new career in the communications industry. Go to ACSI.tech, that's ACSI.tech, and click on careers to apply today and get your 2022 going in the right direction. A big, big thank you to today's guest, Mikey O. Came through in studio and kicked it with us for a while. Check him out, MikeyOShow.com, or check out Joe's on Weed Street for his show schedule. He's got all types of stuff going on, uh, music, comedy. He got the cigar socials going on, so definitely, definitely go check him out. And, uh, of course, shout out to our friends at the Some of This and Some of That podcast with Coach Mo and Justice. I think they're already on, like, episode 30. They're over there killing it. Jesus. Uh, check them out on your favorite streaming service. And don't forget to check out the Shy Native Radio podcast, now available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, and Throw MC talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill shit. Go and check them out right now. And don't forget to check out Mike Logic's album. As I was saying, it's out there on MikeLogic.BandCamp.com. M-I-C-L-O-G-I-K.BandCamp.com. Logic with the K's back. Go and get your copy right now. His music video, Solo, is now also available to watch on YouTube. Shout out to Ronesh, Panic, Serious Beats, and Custom Made for the beats we play on today's show. Check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for all your Molman merch and gear. And make sure you check out this absolutely dope collaboration from Serious Beats and Custom Made. The new beat tape, Treasured Paintings, is available now. Check out SeriousXBeats.com, Serious xbeats.com uh check out one of my favorite tracks burr versus philly got this cool little soul funk 70s vibe and uh you know that's my that's my groove that's my jam when you come mm -hmm. to the house you know what i'm playing so uh mm -hmm. go and check them out and don't forget to check us out on social media you can find us at 
True Shy Fans on Twitter. That's at True CHI Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify. Hit the DMs with your stirring the pot yes, sir. Uh, ideas, recommendations, your movies, and all that stuff. And just tell us what you think about the show. And as always, you can reach us on our email at True Chicago Sports Fans at gmail.com. All right, y'all, for Big Z. This is E-Rock. We'll see you next week for episode 87. Tom Otto, baby. Oh, yeah. Until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. Swish. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. That's all for... Oh, I shouldn't have had those artichokes with the poppers.